Hello everyone. Welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season four in episode one. Seeing the Sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. It's in the book of Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse three, where the Lord speaks to the prophet as he's in prison. He says to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see Christ and to see that he is living and working in the lives of everyday people like you and me. From the pulpit to the pew, we all have challenges and experiences that bring us to a need for Christ in our lives. Today, on this first day of the new year, 2023, it is befitting to share with you what I believe are some encouraging words for the new year. I'm called to a scripture found in the 90th number of Psalms in verse 12. The New Living Translation reads, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. If you're like me, and hopefully um, you as I have taken stock, taken a look back, or at least I hope that you've looked back at the things that you've achieved and the things you have yet to get done, in your careful examination, you may have concluded that life really is short and that time waits for no one. Life is brief. Looking back, hopefully you realize that what's done is done. Can't undo it. The successes you've achieved tell you that you set your mind to a goal and you got it done. But the failures also teach us something and it tells us something. Our failures remind us that there is still work to be done. Failure is only failure if you choose to give up and discontinue the pursuit. It doesn't mean that it's something that doesn't need to be completed or get done. And if you're honest with yourself, which I hope you are, you realize that you still must persevere, especially if it is something that God has purposed for you to do. So, as you look back, what did you find out about yourself? Well, if you're still here, then it means you have another opportunity to do what hasn't been done. God has a purpose for everyone, but he doesn't wave a magic wand so that you can get it done. No, you have to press forward, no matter how difficult it may seem. The Apostle Paul said it like this to the church at Philippi in uh, Philippians 3, 13 through 14. And some of you are very familiar with this scripture, but hopefully it brings on new meaning if you, as you hear it again today. He says, brethren, see, he identifies with them as I identify with you, as we as Christians identify with others, as we identify with Christ. He says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If Paul, in all of his successes, realized that he had yet to attain to what God called him to, then who are we? As I look back, I find myself reminiscing not just about last year, but in years gone by. I remember the times of visiting family, the special meals, the silent times, times when a word wasn't spoken, but gazes were made across the room. I would gaze as my, at my elders, realizing that there was gonna come a time when they would no longer be with me. They would no longer be with us. It reminded me of the brevity of life. 
We think we have so much time, and yet the realization that even the longest life seems short and there is never enough time to be with the ones you love. It was in the silence I found myself taking stock of the year gone by. And that was when I was reminded of the psalmist and the 39th number of psalms in the fourth verse. It's a prayer that echoes in my mind and I hope it becomes one of yours. It says, show me Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. And brothers and sisters, life is short. Last year was the first year I decided to not make resolutions. Instead, I set goals. And those goals weren't fixed on what I was going to do, but those goals were what I was not going to do. So you say, what's the difference? You know, you think about resolutions. A resolution is something you say or a statement that you say of what you want to change. For example, you say, I want to save money. So that means you're going to stop spending money. <laughs> but a goal is a statement of what you want to achieve, the steps you need to take it, the, the, the steps you need to take to achieve it, and when you want to achieve it by. When I made resolutions, it was easy to forego them. But when I set goals, I'm able to readjust to find another way to get something done. Christians often set goals like reading the Bible in a year or going to church regularly, maybe even participating in a Bible study group. But ask yourself, why do you want to do those things? Is it to grow deeper in a deeper fellowship with God? Or is it to say that you did it and check one more thing off your to-do list? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Reading your Bible, going to church, going to Bible study, all of these are great goals, but doing them for the sake of doing them isn't enough. Doing them to grow in a deeper fellowship with God, that's a worthwhile initiative. That's why Paul said he had yet to apprehend it. He realized something. He realized that none of us, none who are Christian, will arrive at their growth potential while on earth. Now, that might sound a bit disconcerting. However, when you pursue God's plan, when you pursue his goal, you will find great joy because you begin to gain wisdom. You are becoming wise and God will then begin to reveal to you things, what, what you could not see when you focus your, on your own goals. See, let me say, say that again. It, 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 it's a bit, bit disconcerting when you think that, you know, I will never achieve it here on earth. But don't forget when you are pursuing God's plan, the goals that he has set, there's a great joy and peace in that. And that's when you gain that wisdom that only God can reveal to you the things that you couldn't see with your physical eye, but with your spirit, he's, he's revealing some things to you. It's unfortunate that we live in a world where immediate reward is often sought, but laboring in the experience is often rejected as taking too long or failure. I'm reminded of the story in Genesis 32 when Jacob uh, wrestled with God. And the Bible said all through the night on the bank of the Shabbat, he contended. And we know this because he was willing to continue to wrestle because he said, Jacob said, I won't let you go until you bless me. When's the last time you told the Lord, I'm not letting you go? until you bless me. 
I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold fast. I'm going to hold tight. I'm going to wrestle. If it means it's going to take all day or all night, if it takes to all day, if it takes a year, if it takes two years, how many of you are willing to say, Lord, I'm not letting go until you bless me. I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm going to continue to pursue you. How long are you willing to wrestle with God to contend with him? Some of your wrestling is because you're looking for, for that immediate reward. But God wants to make you wise. He wants you to grow in your knowledge of him. He wants you to know who he really is, to really know him. Ask yourself, how long am I willing to wrestle with God? I think of Jacob and it had to be exhausting. Think about it. All night long. It sounds like a Lionel Richie song, but we're not talking about Lionel right now. <laughs> I can't even imagine the physical exhaustion and the mental toil that he had took for him to win. Especially when you're wrestling against the almighty, the omniscient, omnipresent, alpha, omega, beginning, and God. God can put you in a space where you have to contend for something. Something that he has for you. Because he may be trying to build your faith, not just your faith, though. Maybe he's trying to build your character. Maybe he's reshaping you into the image and likeness of who he is. Maybe he's looked at you and said, you are marred, so I need to make you over again. How long are you willing to contend with him? Jacob prevailed in his fight with the angel and the thing that he was fighting for, the blessing. And that he wins. And because of it, he's given a new name. He was given the name Israel, meaning he who wrestles with God. It's a reminder of his struggle and ultimately the destiny of God's chosen people, the Israelites. The word said that Jacob in verse 28, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. How long are you willing to struggle with God? Brothers and sisters, sometimes the struggles, the goals God has set for you have nothing to do with you. For the Lord, it was about his chosen people who would be blessed through Jacob, ultimately through the promise God gave Abraham. When the angel of the Lord ended his fight with Jacob, yes, Jacob was a descendant of Abraham. He left him with a reminder of the fight. He touched his hip joint. When you wrestle with God, it doesn't mean that you're going to come out without a few scars, maybe without a, a, a limp in your hip. We don't know. <laughs> we pray that that's not the case. But we don't know when we wrestle with God what the outcome will be. But we know if we're doing what is right, he's going to bless us. Because just as Jacob said, he said, I'm not, he, the angel of the Lord said, let me go. He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not letting you go until you bless me. If I have to fight all night long, that's what he was saying. He said, I don't care how long it takes. If it takes all day, if it takes all night, I'm going to fight. Some of you are wrestling with God right now based on what you want, what your desires are. And you keep holding on, waiting for God to bless you. But you're not even willing to contend for the things he has already purposed for your life. Paul, remember that you got an enemy that's fighting against you. He doesn't want you to achieve the plan of God. So it makes it even more difficult or maybe even makes it easier for you to want to quit. But you can't quit. You got to hang in there. You got to stand. You got to see the goal line. You got to see the finish line. 
Paul realized that the plan God had for him, he, he realized that that plan was going to take some work on his part, but its achievement would be when God completed his work through him on earth. Now, hear that. Paul realized the plan God had for him, but its achievement wouldn't be when God wouldn't be until God completed his work through him on earth. That's where the reward is. That's the goal. That's the finish line. Eternal glory. Where would where he would rest, the finish line is where Paul was going to rest in the arms of the Lord. But until then, he knew there was still work to be done. That's why he said, I have yet to apprehend. God has a plan for you, for all of our lives. But it's up to us to follow that plan and not to get weary carrying it out. Paul said he counted. In other words, he took calculations like, hmm, okay, I've done this and I've done that. I've, 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 I've turned my life around. I've, I've preached into the, to the Romans. I've, I've, I've said all these different things and yet I've not reached. I have not apprehended yet what God has has called me to. In other words, he looked at his life, what he had done, what was left to be done, and the math indicated that he just wasn't finished. It didn't add up. His completion, the work, the final destination, until this was done, there was no reward, and he knew that reward was eternal. So, and I know that sounds disheartening, but I find it glorious to know that one day that we will achieve the plan that God has for us, that God will call us home, that there's a reward waiting for us, and that in that pursuit of it, we can experience joy and peace even in the struggle. And I'm not talking about what I think. I'm talking about what I know. So as you look back over the year 2022, see what has yet to be done. Say like Paul, I have not yet apprehended, but this one thing I do, let me put it in plain English. Here's what I think Paul says. Lord, I know, have not re- I know I have not reached the place you have called me to, but I won't quit. <laughs> I'm going to press on. I won't linger on what I didn't do yesterday, but I'm going to look ahead. I'm going to look ahead to the work you've called me to in Christ. It doesn't matter, brothers and sisters, how old you are. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic background. God doesn't even care about your education. God has a plan for you, and it's up to you to pursue it as you strive to reach the finish line. Can you see the goal? I can. I can see those two poles holding that, that, that sign that says finished. But he ain't saying finished yet. I've yet to achieve it, and you've yet to achieve it as well. All of you under the sound of my voice, there's work to be done. It's 2023. Forget those things which are behind. Press forward. Forget about yesterday. Keep looking ahead. Do the work God has called you to do in Christ. And don't let anything prohibit or limit you from being the person that God has purposed you to be. Happy New Year. Until next time, brothers and sisters, God bless you. And be sure to see the sunrise, the S-O-N rise, to see Christ in your everyday situations. God bless.